Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 166. Gold Diggers, you are in for a treat. We always do our best to bring you the top experts in a field, and today is no exception. We all know that Pinterest can be a total game changer in our business, and today we are inviting the amazing Yuka Oishi onto our show to give us all of the secrets to maximizing our reach while we pin. Yuka is a creator programs lead and an international program manager at Pinterest. She began her career at Pinterest building community efforts in Japan as the second employee in the Tokyo office. Before Pinterest, she was a mobile games product manager collaborating with big brands to launch new games on their platforms. On the weekends, Yuka also creates lots of her own content from travel videos to tech news, podcasts. Safe to say, she is a jack of all trades and one of the game changers at Pinterest. Today, we are hearing from the source how we can use Pinterest better to change our business. And if there's one regret I have in my business, it's not using Pinterest to its full ability sooner. And I don't want you to have the same what if. So gold diggers, we are about to dive in and welcome Yuka. Before we do, I want to read the review of the week titled Inspiring from Bao Kong. It says, I stumbled across Jenna on Instagram and then finally decided a podcast would change my usual workday music listening. Little did I know that the gold digger podcast would leave me so inspired. The last two weeks, I felt a gentle nudge to pursue my own work from home aspirations before we start a family. I never thought of using social media to brand myself before. Jenna, thank you for sharing your knowledge and keeping it real. I've been digging through your episodes like crazy for the past few days. I know God will continue to use your podcast to help me develop my brand. Thank you so much for your review. These reviews help get amazing people like Yuka on the show. And so if you're enjoying this free content, would you just take a quick second and leave a review? That is my one ask for you today. And without further ado, you are about to get schooled in Pinterest and I'm super excited about it. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, 
and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. We all know that I'm a huge advocate for lifelong learning, and that's why I love Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning platform with over 20,000 classes in business, marketing, entrepreneurship, technology, and so much more. Whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set, start a side hustle, or build your own business, Skillshare will keep you at the forefront of your field. I got a chance to dig around on the Skillshare site, and I was amazed at all the choices from classes in social media marketing, graphic design, web development, you name it, they've got it. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Skillshare is offering Gold Digger listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger. All right, Yuka, I am just like so excited. I'm sure everyone can hear it in my voice, but I am so happy you are here today. And I just want Yuka to tell the world about Yuka. Like, what is your story? How did you get to where you are? Anything that has led you to where you are today, share it with us, please. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me. My name is Yuka Oishi. I am currently working on uh, international and creators at Pinterest. I've been on the international team, or actually at Pinterest for the past four years. And this year, I'm focusing on the global creator community, which I'm super excited about. I started my career at Pinterest at the Tokyo office as the second hire there. So I started everything in the Japan community from the nitty-gritty like social accounts to doing events and just basically everything community and marketing in Japan for a year. And then I moved to San Francisco, where our headquarters is, about three years ago. And I've been working on different parts of the international product since then. But this year, again, I'm super excited to work on creators because I am also a content creator myself. And outside of working at Pinterest, I have a YouTube channel doing vlogs and tech tutorials. I also have a podcast as well. Awesome. Sister, we have so much in common. This is amazing. (laughs) So excited. That is awesome. So what do you do for your podcast and your YouTube channel? Share a little bit about that as a creator yourself. Right. Um, So for YouTube, I started, I think, two years ago. But before that, I did have kind of like a personal style blog kind of thing, but I felt like I wasn't like niche enough and it wasn't getting that much traction. But through doing blogging, uh, I feel like I gained a lot of skills for like very basic photography, basic Photoshop, basic Illustrator, and all these like little bits and pieces here and there. And when I started doing video, I felt like everything kind of came together because you need a lot of different skills. You can't be an expert on video from day one. (laughs) I feel like it takes so much knowledge about photography and kind of what you like, what your creative aesthetics are. Uh, And I think Mm -hmm. it kind of all came together when I started doing video. 
So right now I'm doing a lot of vlogs. Like when I travel, I take a lot of vlogs. And I also do tech tutorials. So that could be anything from like, here's how to edit your videos on Premiere Pro. Or it could be, there's this new software from Adobe that I'm really into. It's called Character Animator. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but this is... No, I love it. interesting software where you can take any drawing or even a photograph to animate as a character. So you can set like, here's the eyes, here's the mouth. And when you talk into the audio, it picks up and moves the mouth like very naturally. It's really next level craziness. And so I did some. We're like the next Walt Disney with this program. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Yeah. I think a lot of animation companies like are trying to use it as well. And it's also great for live videos. So I think like SNL uh, use it with an animation of Trump. That is <laughs> um, hilarious. Oh ago. my gosh. But, yeah. I love it. So I'm a tech geek and a video geek that just loves creating content. That is so <laughs> great. So Let's dive on in. I am just like so excited to have someone from the source. I feel like I've got insider information and it is no secret to my listeners that I love Pinterest because it is the highest traffic generator for my site. But for so many years, I was literally using it to make pretty little vision boards and Uh save recipes that I would never cook. And I didn't (laughs) realize that I was totally missing out on how I could be using it for my business. So can you shed a little bit from Pinterest perspective about why businesses should be using this platform in order to grow their business? Right. So I think Pinterest has a very unique mission and is very different from other social platforms that we are often compared with. So our mission of the company is to help people discover and do what they love. And we actually want people to put down their phones and go cook or go do exciting things with their families or, I don't know, try out new fashion trends and whatever people discover on Pinterest. So I think that's very Mm -hmm. different in terms of like, other platforms want people to be on their platform for a very long time and they're competing for like time, but that's not really our mission and that's not our end goal. And I think for the people who are on Pinterest, they are looking for things to, to basically design their life. So that may be from what to cook for dinner tonight or what to wear the next season, but they are planners. And they, what they're looking for has no right or wrong answer. So, for example, I like to compare with like Google search, for example. If you're looking for something that, is, that has a right or wrong answer, like, hey, what's the population of San Francisco? That's a great question to ask Google. But if mm-hmm. you're looking for a question, an answer to a question that's like, what should my summer wardrobe look like? The answer to that, Google doesn't necessarily have because it really depends on that person and your taste and what your budget is and what you're looking for. So Pinterest is really great to answer those types of questions. And businesses play a big role in kind of offering the opportunities and ideas to those types of answers where people are not necessarily looking for your brand specifically, but they're looking for ideas to answer those type of life questions. 
I love that. <laughs> you know, one of the things that my friend Melissa Griffin teaches, mm-hmm. and it, it really changed the way that we as a team thought about Pinterest is, you know, it's not necessarily social media, although mm-hmm. we've grouped it that way for so long, but it is really a search engine. And when you right. look at what you type in on Pinterest, it's so, so true. So What do you think the missing link is between business owners using Pinterest for their personal pleasure versus using it to actually transform their business? What do you think that gap is? Mm, I think, first of all, yeah, having that mindset of more of a search engine, or we call it a discovery engine, because it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily search in like the Google way, but discovery as in you might not even know what you're looking for, but you're discovering something new. And having that mindset to your content and how you describe your content or how you put out your content is, it might be really helpful for businesses to start thinking of it as a tool for growing their business. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's so true. And I think for so many people, when we talk about Pinterest, I know from our standpoint, it's almost like, oh my gosh, not another platform. (laughs) Like we feel like we're flailing, like we can't keep up. You understand this as a content creator yourself, where you're putting out so much content on so many different platforms. But the truth is, is that Pinterest is so different. So can you share a little bit about the current trends on Pinterest? And if some is using Pinterest for their business, why would it be important for them to tune in to what is currently trending? Mm -hmm. So we have this annual report called the Pinterest 100 that we usually put out in December. So we have the one for 2018 now in our website, newsroom.pinterest.com, which we can link in the show notes maybe afterwards. But these trends are predictions across top categories backed by our global data of people searching or engaging with certain certain ideas. Something to note here is that people on Pinterest are planners. So they come to Pinterest to plan things. And so what's different about people on Pinterest is they are planning way ahead of maybe what you might put out on other platforms. So for example, mm-hmm. searches for Halloween ideas start picking up from August which sounds really crazy, but people are just looking for ideas to do on in the next couple months. Um, so I heard, actually was listening to your episode on content this yes. morning, <laughs> and you were talking about evergreen content. And I think that's totally true. Like evergreen content is mm-hmm. so great on Pinterest, but also seasonal content could have a longer shelf life on Pinterest because people are not only engaging with Halloween content, you know, only like a week before, but people are looking for it like months ahead. So you can start pinning about Halloween in the summer and just continue to talk about seasonal things in, in a longer time frame. I love that. I think that's so smart. And I mean, so many of us are thinking about those same things that early as well. (laughs) And so it's kind of a good reminder for us to stay on top of those thoughts because other people are likely thinking the same way that you are. Uh It's so simple. Why do we complicate things? (laughs) Oh, I love that. So Here's something that we get asked a lot or or people wonder about is if you're a business, and I think this happens on all platforms, not just Pinterest, but we believe like as business owners, we have to constantly be selling and marketing and advertising. And so when we talk about creating a Pinterest channel, 
people think that it needs to suddenly be all about their business. Mm -hmm. And so they probably aren't really attracting people. So do you think when we're talking about things like popular trends, even if they're not on topic with our business, do you think we should be pinning those because they might be of interest to our target market? If it's of interest and is useful and helpful for your target audience, I think it's totally okay. And you should make your Pinterest account like a helpful place, like destination for your audience to come to. But I don't think you should do it at, you know, as like, as a, just a thing to do to kind of try to gain the system almost. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, probably true to anything that you do, but you should be true to your audience and try to help provide things that are useful for them. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So to follow up on that question, cause I totally agree. Do you think it's important to pin other people's content? Like what are the best practices for entrepreneurs using Pinterest when it comes to that? Yeah, I think my answer is pretty similar to what I just said, but I would say just don't do it if it's not right for your brand and your audience. But if it's helpful and useful and you think, you know, people are looking for the content from other people or like that topic in general of what you're trying to pin about, I think that's really, that will be helpful for them. And it's kind of like helping your community out as well. So I think that's great too. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That might not be like like super clear answer, but I think it's just being authentic and staying on your brand is really important. Yeah. And I mean, for our listeners, like what we've found personally is if we think about my Pinterest board, almost like an editorial look at my business, Mm -hmm. like my fashion boards and my home decor boards, they have more followers than say my business boards, which is actually what's driving traffic and profits. But I am getting people interested in my channel and my my content by sharing things that I genuinely love because I want them for myself. (laughs) And so, you know, we love to pin other people's content that is relevant to our ideal clients that might be outside of what it is that we're selling or our service or product, but staying just like Yuka said, like aligned and on brand with that Mm -hmm. is also super important too. Mm -hmm. Do you agree? Yeah, totally. I think if you look at other businesses that's been successful around that same idea is like if you if you are a fashion brand and you have a like a new season coming out maybe you want to if and if it's like inspired by I don't know like Ibiza for example you could be pinning Mm -hmm. that kind of like look and feel even if it doesn't you know necessarily link to the clothes that you're selling if you want to convey that feel and showcase what your inspirations are I think that's really interesting for your audience to see um, and might even help you kind of like not just showing them the product, but showing them the context around the product is really interesting. So Pinterest recently rolled out the new following tab. Can you give us Mm -hmm. an inside scoop about what that is and what it means for us? Yeah. So it's a new feed with pins from people and boards you follow explicitly and the difference between home feed is that home feed has a little bit of that as well, but it's mainly for recommendations. Awesome. Because I think it's really cool too. It's almost like a more curated look mm-hmm. at the accounts that you've chosen to follow. So it's really easy to kind of see the content that you're looking for in a simpler way. I think it's a mm-hmm. cool feature. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. So 
given that we have this new following tab, do followers matter more now than they did in the smart feed? And if that answer is yes, what do you think the best tips are for attracting new followers? Mm -hmm. So we also recently rolled out the new profile design. I don't know if you've seen that yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. It's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, We love it, too. But the new... One of the new key features is that we now showcase monthly viewers. It is kind of like a flywheel or like a like a rolling effect with your follower count. So I wouldn't say that now followers are the only important thing. It's both monthly viewers and followers help each other out. Um, so mm-hmm. if you have more followers, your content will get engaged earlier with your followers. And then that is kind of like our learning signal to understand what your content is about and how well it's doing with your audience so that we can recommend it to more people who don't necessarily follow you. Awesome. So, I mean, it's kind of like an algorithm in a way, Mm -hmm. just looking at what people are drawn to and then serving them better content that fits them better. Mm -hmm. Right. So we, we often say that your follower account on Pinterest is not the ceiling. It's kind of like the baseline that helps you like bootstrap your new content, if you will. Awesome. That's so cool. We are almost to a half a million monthly views on our Pinterest and we are celebrating over here. You better believe it. (laughs) Amazing. So we have a course, the Pinterest Lab, which you guys know about, and we wanted to ask some of our students questions because like I said, Yuka, you are a gift to us. (laughs) And so want to kind of dig into some of the things that our students are wondering. So Uh can I ask you about 10 questions and you can give short or long answers, whatever you want. Uh Um, But these are directly from our students who love Pinterest. Amazing. All right, let's do this. So (laughs) the first one is, can we talk about hashtags in Pinterest? Do they matter considering all the words are searchable in the smart feed? And if so, what are the best practices and tips for using them to grow your Pinterest traffic? Mm -hmm. So keywords and hashtags are used in a little bit of different purposes. So when users search for a hashtag, the freshest pins that the hashtag is included in will appear at the top of the feed. So it's more chronological almost. But when a user searches for the same phrase without the hashtag, it pulls up the like a normal search results. So that means is it might be uh, ranked in a way that's more recommended for you at the top or Mm -hmm. it's more relevant at the top and it might not be the most recent necessarily. Okay. Do you, this is like off the cuff, but do you know how many people are actually searching hashtags versus typing in the content? I don't actually have metrics to share, but it is a pretty new feature and it takes a while to kind of have more adoption, but a lot of content creators are using hashtags and it does show up as like bold and you can click on hashtags without actually typing in the keywords. Um, So that could actually be another entry point to, to seeing the hashtag feed. 
Awesome. So with a follow-up on that, Mm -hmm. do you think people should add hashtags to old pins since it's based on chronological? If it was a pin from, say, six months ago Mm -hmm. and we added hashtags to it, would it say that it's new content or would it kind of keep it where it was when we posted it? Yeah, it would keep it as it was. So I wouldn't spend your time going back to old content. I would focus more on what you would do for newer content. We all know I'm a huge advocate for lifelong learning, and that's why I love Skillshare. Skillshare, it's an online learning platform with over 20,000 classes in business, marketing, entrepreneurship, technology, and so much more. Whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set, start a side hustle, or build your own business, Skillshare will keep you at the forefront of your field. Whatever I'm looking to learn, Skillshare ensures that I am learning and growing. Join the millions of students are already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for you, my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Skillshare is offering Gold Digger listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger. Awesome. Good to know. Good time-saving tip. Yes. <laughs> we love you. Okay. Next question. We know that claiming your website is important because Pinterest rewards content creators who bring in valuable pins from their own site. What if you're pinning from multiple sites? For example, I have an online store, a blog, our Airbnb, my podcast. What does that affect, if anything? Right. So currently, you can only claim one domain per account. But I think this is a great point and I would love to get your help on getting some feedback and like different use cases for what type of, you know, different sites and different maybe other platforms that people use. So we can kind of think through use cases and help kind of work through different, different ways that we can help out here. Mm-hmm. I think that would be so awesome. And I think a lot of con I mean, just like you, you got you have probably multiple different landing pages with your YouTube, yes, I do. different content you create. So that's good to know. And we will absolutely be a guinea pig if you need any help in that area. Amazing. <laughs> so much. Awesome. Okay, so another common question that we get and something that I rave about with Pinterest, like I tell everyone this about Pinterest, is that you don't have to spend a ton of time on the platform to see results. So Mm -hmm. can you kind of give us an example of what a good daily workflow would be to follow on Pinterest? Mm -hmm. I guess it might depend on how frequently you're creating your content on your main platform or your blog, for example. But Mm -hmm. if you do create content, just don't forget to pin them. It's just uh, like a really simple thing that you could be doing. And then Uh, Another thing to think about is people who you don't have to be the only one pinning from your domain. So make sure Mm -hmm. your website is Pinterest friendly so that people, other people can do some of the work for you. That makes sense. So make Mm -hmm. it, you know, make sure you have the pin it button or the, I'm sorry, the save button on your site so people can save directly from your site if they're visiting and yeah, that's, that's pretty much like a really simple kind of mindset, I guess. 
Awesome. I know too, for us, what we end up doing is we'll just batch our Pinterest work. And so we'll kind of look at like, what content did we share in the last week? And then how can we make sure that it's all pinned? And it's been so helpful because I mean, really, we've gotten up to almost a half a million views from Mm -hmm. Pinterest. And we spend probably less than an hour a week on our strategy. And then we just love to spend time on the platform itself and engaging Mm -hmm. with that content. And so I think that it's such a fun piece of our strategy. But for people that are not getting started, because they're worried about the time it takes, Mm -hmm. I want you to know, it's probably the app that we don't have to invest so much aggressive time on, but that yields the best results. Right. And I would recommend also to kind of space out your saving activity if you can. Mm -hmm. Um, So rather than spending, you know, three hours pinning everything from last week, like per week, it would be better if you spend like five minutes a day or 10 minutes a day. Or if you're using a scheduling app, that's totally fine too. So, okay. I was going to say, that's what we're doing. That's totally I didn't know fine. that was off limits or not. No, no, no. <laughs> awesome. We are big Tailwind fans yeah. over here. And it's been such an awesome way to create almost a resource library of all mm-hmm. the content that we create and really push it out into the feeds at the times that our users are most active. And then just being really conscious. I think one of my biggest things about anywhere I'm investing time is community and really, Mm -hmm. you know, letting people be seen and heard and known so that you're not just shouting to the masses, but that you're actually creating a conversation. So I love that. If you have a blog post and you have, I know a lot of people would have like different angles you know, photography from different angles or different kind of uh, like call to actions, you could create pins that lead to the same URL. Mm-hmm. One thing you could do is if, you, if you're using a scheduling app like Tailwind, you could schedule photos A, B, and C on different days so that you're not, like people who are following you don't see the same photos on their following feed kind of like side by side, but you can pace it out so that it might get to your followers in different days. I love that. That's so smart. And that's so good. So some of our students are noticing some changes to the algorithm and their analytics. Can you talk a little bit about the updates there or tips on getting your content seen within the smart feed? Yes. So people might have been using some of our like outdated best practices or some myths that are floating around the internet. So we <laughs> want to make sure that you all have our best practices. Uh, we have it on our business.pinterest.com site. But to iterate on some of the the most important things is using two by three pins. So that's like 600 by 900 pixels. If you have a template that you're using to create Pinterest friendly images, please uh, update that to use the two by three ratio. Another thing about keywords that we we talked about keywords, but a tip about finding relevant keywords to add into your descriptions is to use guided search. So mm-hmm. guided search is the tiles that show up when you search for something below the search bar with related keywords. So those are populated by what people are searching together with that term that you just searched for. So mm-hmm. for example, if you have a chocolate chip cookie recipe, uh, if you search for that on Pinterest, you'll see related keywords such as, I don't know, I'm just making this up, but it's like healthy, gluten-free, like kids or snacks, 
uh, and things like that. Uh, that could be really helpful if it's relevant to the content that you're creating. Maybe you can weave that into your descriptions because people mm-hmm. are searching together with uh, whatever the, the core item is, like chocolate chip recipes. Yeah, that's so smart. And I mean, it's similar to hashtags on Instagram. You don't want to just use the same group over and over and over again. You Mm -hmm. want it to actually make sense and Mm -hmm. be relevant. So Mm -hmm. that's super helpful. I love that. So a question that we get a lot because I create so much content, like I like ooze content out of my ears. But (laughs) for some of our students, they're like, how can somebody who does not blog, like maybe they own an online shop, take advantage of Pinterest or somebody that doesn't have this giant library of tons of content? Mm -hmm. Um, I think online shops are a great match for Pinterest because again, like people come to Pinterest to find something they can do and buy and cook. Mm -hmm. They are not looking for photos of friends, (laughs) like on maybe on other social platforms. So I think it's a great match. Uh, if you're an online shop owner, I would highly recommend that you enable product rich pins. So this helps, mm-hmm. uh, pin, first of all, like one, Pinterest understands that the pin that's coming from your domain leads to a shoppable product. And for pinners, it's also clear that they can buy that beautiful product on the pin. And sometimes, you know, uh, like that's really helpful for people to understand how actionable something is. And for in terms of if you don't have that many content, I would imagine if you're a shop owner, you probably have different angles of different different photography for one product. Mm-hmm. And that's totally okay to have multiple pins that have different images that lead to the same link, as I mentioned before. So that's another way to kind of create a library of content. I love that. And we actually do this. You can tell me if this is correct, Yuka, because mm-hmm. maybe we're not doing it right. <laughs> but when we create either a new product or a new post, like we'll create multiple graphics for Pinterest uh-huh. um, for that one specific post, because sometimes people like clean with not a lot of text. Sometimes people like text rich photos. And like right. we love to split test to see what's getting the most traction. So you could have three blog posts and you could create 15 different pins that are relevant and that point to that. Is that correct? Are we doing the right thing? Yeah, that's amazing. And you can kind of test out what kind of call to action works or what kind of visual works, Mm -hmm. work with different text overlay. That's awesome. Awesome. And another tip on that too, and now I'm just getting on a tangent, but another tip on that is if you're creating blog posts or content or even products, you can try out different titles for them. So like we mm-hmm. know how important subject lines are for emails. Same thing mm-hmm. goes for blog posts, podcast episodes. Those titles are what are going to make people take action or not. And so you could be thinking that your title is so straightforward and searchable, but maybe people are searching something different. And so we we love to almost use Pinterest as a research tool to see what people are taking action on, which is uh-huh. really cool. Yeah. And it could also inform your future content creation as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So another question we get is, let's say we pin something and we figure out that the pin is underperforming. Do you think it would be better to update the description or delete and create a new pin with a new description? Or do you think Mm -hmm. it's just better to keep the pin and create a new one and test to see if we improve on it? So would you recommend Mm -hmm. going back and tweaking or kind of starting fresh and trying something new? I would say 
don't delete pins because it, mm -hmm. it's not hurting you or doing anything bad to you. And it could have a, you know, as we were saying, like it's, it has a longer shelf life. So it could mm -hmm. get picked up as time goes by. And, you know, someone with a lot of followers could save it one day and it could get picked up again. So I don't think there's any benefit to deleting. And so I would recommend that you uh, test with creating new pins uh, and new visuals or descriptions. I love that. People always ask me that about Instagram too. And mm -hmm. it's like, come on, it just if you post it and you like it, move on. Like just because <laughs> it doesn't perform well, doesn't mean you don't actually care about it. So I love that. Right. It's not a failure. It's always an experiment, yeah. right, Yuka? Yeah, totally. I love that. So here's a thing that people don't know is you can pin from your Instagram account to have more content to distribute. Do you have any best practices for cross-promoting content from another platform? Yeah, I guess the most simple thing you could do is just simply pinning your image from Instagram that links to Instagram. And that's the super basic, simple thing. But if you want to take a step further, what you could do is, again, do a two by three. So usually your Instagram posts are probably one by one, which is fine. But if you want to experiment, uh, again, with like different posts, you could crop it to two by three and test out how that goes. It probably also depends on what type of content you have on Instagram. But I think the trend right now is to create really long descriptions on Instagram, almost like a blog post, yep. which is great. I think that's like more useful information after the click through from Pinterest. But if you if that description isn't really the whole thing might not work as a description on Pinterest. Yep. So if there's a call to action or like a quick summary on what to expect after the click, changing that description to to be customized for Pinterest is a great idea as well. I love that. It's like the Cliff Notes version, people like get to the point. <laughs> that is awesome. So our final question is, is if someone is tuning in right now and they see the value of using Pinterest for their business, but they're mm -hmm. overwhelmed with where they should start, what do you think are the three simple first steps that they should take? Mm -hmm. So number one, create a business account because that unlocks mm -hmm. a lot of different tools that, that we were talking about. Um, for example, the new profile design and analytics and all those good stuff. Number two, claim your domain. Um, that also unlocks another layer of, of tools to understand how you're performing against your domain overall. And mm -hmm. Number three, uh, start saving content you already have. Mm -hmm. And bonus tip is make your website Pinterest friendly because you don't have to be the only one saving from your website. People can, other people can do it for you. So let your visitors mm -hmm. know you're on Pinterest. And so like whether to, to follow you and also to, to just save things from your, your website um, so that they can first of all, like follow you, your updates on Pinterest, but also distribute your content for you. That is so awesome. It's like crowdsourcing. Yeah. Like, why not? <laughs> right. You That's got, like kind of the thank beauty you. Of 
Yeah. Oh, there's so much beauty in Pinterest. I mean, let's be honest, it's beautiful <laughs> anyways. But if you guys are not using Pinterest for your business, I hope that Yuka's insight and insider information is just inspiring you because there is so much to be gained from this platform. I know here at Jenna Kutcherland, we are obsessed and we are just so thankful that it's a part of our strategy and that we're really prioritizing it because it is getting us really big results. So Yuka, where can everybody find you and connect with you because you have been such a gift to us you can connect with me personally on twitter or instagram or pinterest i guess but we do have a lot of best practices and lots of good stuff coming out in our business.pinterest.com site where you can find all these all the things i just talked about and more new stuff in the future Awesome. And we are so excited to just be partnering with you guys. And we're so just on fire for Pinterest. So thank you so much, Yuka, for your expertise and for sharing with us. You are the best. I mean, we just got information right from the source. I am so excited about all of the ways that Yuka was teaching us about the changes in Pinterest and how we can use them to get seen and to really impact and not just grow a following, but drive traffic to the places that we are working so hard to create content for. I am just so passionate about Pinterest. There is not a day that goes by that I'm not telling another business owner about its power. It is absolutely transparent the way that we do business and the way that we drive traffic to our site. And I don't want you to miss out on an opportunity. So if you want to learn more about the way that we're using Pinterest in my business, head to teachmetopin.com. We are going to share the latest and greatest information about Pinterest and how we are using it to move the needle in my business in under an hour of work or less each week. Again, head to teachmetopin.com for more information and a giant gold digger thank you to Yuka for sharing all of the good tidbits that she shared with us today. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals and I'll see you inside of our Pinterest glory. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.